Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast, a short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey, what's up? John Sonmez here from simpleprogrammer.com. So I've got a, I've got a guest today who is someone that that I met that reached out to me and is uh, is is someone who uh, who is way more successful than me in in real estate has has been around the block quite a few times. Um, I've been entertained by some of his YouTube videos lately and just the the amount of good advice that he's giving. Um, I had the, the chance to meet him actually. Uh, you know, I, I want to tell a, a quick story before before I introduce Tom here, but. Um, but you know, I talk about serendipity and how you know coincidences and how I don't believe in coincidences. And some of you are like, you know, whatever, John. You know, you're you're crazy. But I, I kid you not, I was um, I was I, I bought this, this this new camera, my, my, the C100 that that I'm that I'm using for my videos, and I was looking for a remote control for the camera, and. I um <laughs> and and I looked online on Amazon and I saw this 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 uh, this one C100 control um from uh, from from Verizon. There it didn't seem like there there was any other you know really option there, but it was a little bit on the expensive side. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. Maybe I can find some other control. And because I just spent a whole bunch of money on this camera, and then not I think three days later. Uh, I get on a call with with Tom, who, who we're going to talk to in a minute here, and he happens to own the company that makes the controller, and he sent me one, and he didn't even know. <laughs> so I mean, this is uh, this is pr- pretty pretty crazy, pr- pretty awesome. So um, I just want to tell that story, uh, but uh, but uh, thanks for thanks for coming on, Tom, and, and welcome. Yeah, thanks, John. John, I appreciate you having me on your show. So yeah, it's funny. So yeah, Verizoom is actually a company that I own, uh, and it's funny. I started Verizon. Verizon is a very successful company. I actually, you're the first one to actually introduce and connect me to both my Flip Anything uh, USA channel and Verizon. But uh, uh, but it's funny. Verizon is actually a very big, successful company. But it's actually a company that I started after I'd already become a millionaire several times uh, in real estate, which is really what my channel is all about. Um, and the way that came about is is I was just bored in between deals, you know, of being an investor. Uh, I started, I started Barry Zoom when I was in my thirties. So, uh, but, but yeah, it is funny that you happen to need, you know, you, when you told me you had the camera, I said, I think we have a control for that. So, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, but my channel um, that I'm here to, and what, what brought me to you, John was hey, you're very active. And I saw you get interviewed by uh, Matt, Another engineer, engineer? Oh, yeah. Matt, Matt Tran, uh, uh, Engineer Truth. En- engineer Truth, yeah. Engineer Truth, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so, but I'd seen you talk about real estate, and I thought, man, I can identify this guy because you know, you're kind of at a stage I was, you know, long ago. But nevertheless, I love people that are trying to uh, make it and get it. And we've had a you know, private conversation before a little bit about how sometimes things you know, click or you, you know, you figure it out, you figure it out, certain things, you know, uh, 
And for me, what I do with my channel is I got four kids, I got two girls in college, and I got two boys, they're identical twins, they're 14 years old. And there's Alzheimer runs in my family. And so I realized by the time my boys get interested, there's a good chance that I may not be able to teach them what I want to teach them. You know what I mean? Right. Whether yep, it's Alzheimer's exactly. age or whatever. But uh, so that's what drove it. So I, I did flip anything you want to say. And uh, it seems that we're going for fairly quick. But the, the purpose it is, of it is, is I want to uh, enlighten people the way I was. Uh, I dropped out of high school. I took the GED and I jumped out of high school and I went to work when I was 17. Within two years, my boss had gone under and I was now a self-employed cabinet maker, you know, working out of my garage. And so, but I was already interested in real estate. I'd already read many books on, on, you know, how to make money in real estate. But what really opened my eyes, and this is what, what was like the big eye opener really young about why there's so much money in real estate. I needed a place to rent. And so real estate agent picks me up and I got long hair down to my shoulders. I'm 19 <laughs> years old. I don't have any credit. I just don't have any credit. Right. And I had these. So business was tough because people, first impression of me would be that I was high because I had, you know, red eyes and long hair, water eyes, and I wasn't. You know, they could tell after I'm talking, of course. But the bottom line is I, I, uh, uh, I went to looking with this agent for a property to rent. And sure enough, he goes, well, how'd you like to buy? And I go, well, look, I don't have any money and I'm 19. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. And he says, hey, well, that may not be a problem. And so we go looking at some buildings and he pulls up to this building. And I go, hey, that's where I used to work. Well, it's the building that my former boss had lost to foreclosure. Okay. Right. And so I go, I can buy that. And he said, well, you might. Let's look at it. And so we did the math and, and basically it was a building, 6,000 square foot industrial building uh, for uh, like $110,000, maybe 120. And uh, so we wrote an offer, uh, $110,000, uh, $10,000 down, but with a, a six month escrow and they would owner financing. So this agent introduced me to owner financing, which is what something I try to always introduce people to. So this is back when interest rates were about nine, ten percent. Okay. Wow. Yeah. At a bank. At a bank. And uh, so, anyways, they ended up. Uh, they these were a little bit of tough times too, and they didn't want the building to sit empty. So they accepted my offer with a six-month escrow, and I think I put five hundred dollars down, and I had to come up with ten thousand at the end of six months, and then they'd carry the balance. Right. So they accepted the deal. I moved in. And right after I closed the deal, it was that six months break I had that I was able to save the money. But as soon as that, that property closed, they still had the sign on the building. And somebody came over and said, hey, do you know how much they want for the building? I said, well, you know, I just bought it. And he says, uh, well, I'll give you, you know, he said, how much did you pay for it? And I told him, and he says, I'll give you $20,000 more than you paid for it if you sell it to me right And I was like, wow, 20 yeah. grand more than, you know, I thought, wow, you know, but I was, Sunk into it. I didn't want to, you know, but I thought, I realized I just made 20 grand. Oh yeah. And all I did was sign a piece of paper. And, and that's what I try to explain to people. People are afraid of real estate of what they don't know, you know? And uh, so a, who would think that you could get something financed when you're 19 years old, you know? And uh, so that's what I do on my show. And, and I, I show people, I mean, I've done hundreds of deals. I've made millions of dollars. 
I've made money slow, medium, and fast, meaning I've bought some things and held them 20 years. I've bought some things. I mean, most things I kind of turn fairly quickly. So back then, I immediately just I started looking for property that I could buy. And if it wasn't owner financeable, then I would look for somebody that had money. You know, but the main thing is the deal. And that's what I always emphasize. It's you got to have the deal. There's nothing more important than, than getting the deal. And that's what makes somebody like me that can pay cash for properties now and somebody right. maybe that doesn't have any money. We're even really we're equal because it's all about finding the deal. If you get the deal, you're going to make the money. That's how it, how it works. I, yeah, I, I really like that concept of the deal because it's so true. I always tell people that I'm coaching that you make money when you buy on, on real estate when you first because and, and it's such a it's it's such an interesting thing because it's it's you know it's what what I call like an arbitrage situation is because if you make money on the buy because people always say well real estate's risky it's a risky investment but if you buy something for 20% less of the market value your risk just went to zero or close to zero as close as it could be because you've already made the money right even if things don't go up or sour or, you know whatever it's not quite how you plan is if you've gotten something at at quite a a discount for the market. If you have the deal, you, you've you've eliminated a huge, huge amount of that of of the risk. Your ass is no longer hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and I tell people all the time. People think I'm like this big risk taker. I'm not for the very reason you say. But I try to get even like thirty percent is really what I try to shoot for. Okay. Wow. And it's, yeah. But I try to look for about a thirty percent under market. But I've been very successful at it. But the thing is is and it's not it's really just about being relentless it's about when you stop and you see a, a building that's dilapidated you go find out who owns it mm -hmm. when i see a, a real estate when i see a, a garage sale sign i go to the garage sale not for the garage sale a garage sale is a good indication that somebody is going to move yeah yeah okay i call on a for lease sign i call mm -hmm. on a for lease sign to find out if I can talk them into selling it. And, right. and since I started my channel, this is what's really cool is, you know, I've been pretty comfortable, you know, I own pretty big properties, you know, and, yeah. uh, and uh, of all kinds still. Uh, and, and I try to tell people, like I said, when it gets back to being all about the deal is, is think about this. There's think about anything you can invest in. Okay. That will be almost guaranteed financed by the bank. I mean, what, what investment can you buy? That will be in, that will be financed by a bank that you can make money on. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's yeah. It's the only thing yeah. because they understand that you know they used to consider it the basis of all wealth. The higher the property taxes go, sometimes you might question it. But but the bottom line is, where else can you put ten percent down on a property that say it's worth a hundred thousand? So you got ten thousand dollars down and you buy a property for a hundred grand. And let's say, like you say, you buy it for 20, 30% under the market. Uh, if you flip it, you make, make, make 10,000, still sell it under market, make 10,000. Well, you just made 100% on your money, not annually, instantly. Right. instantly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 so it's an amazing and the quickest way to get to wealth. In fact, even as successful as my company, Verizon is, it still doesn't compare to the success of, of the real estate. In fact, I started it after the real estate. And um, let's see, I got a note here too. So, so uh, uh, you know, and there's other ways of making money. Uh, not just, you know, everybody wants to know, I guess, uh, 
I don't know, like what are the most common questions you get? I know you're doing a little real estate. They want to know how you qualified or, or what do you get mostly? For, oh, for real estate questions? Yeah. I, I would say most people want to know how to get started and how much money they need, right? I think that's the, the, big, the big thing I'd say. I said that's probably the number one thing. And then the number two thing that's not really a question, but it's more of like it's a hesitation is, is, is it's, this can't be, it's, it's a doubt. Like this can't be, this is too good to be true. There's got to be more risk involved. This can't be the best investment. Why isn't everyone doing this if it's so good? You know, that, that type of, of thing is, is right. really where, where I see. Yeah, and it's that fear that keeps people from doing it. But let me just tell you, your watchers right now, there's nothing to be afraid of. You have everything to gain and really nothing to lose. Uh, when you talk about how to get started, number one is knowledge. And it's simple. I tell everybody, just pay attention to the properties that are near your home. Exactly. Yep. And near your work. Wherever you go to work, look at properties around your work. And then look at properties around your home. And then if you can, you look at what's in between. You're going to look at what's in between anyways, just on your path. Yep. You're going to see things change. You're going to see a building go out of business or a house that's empty and that sort of thing. And since I started my channel six months ago, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I, I was able to make a deal. I bought a lake house that is worth probably 300000 and I got it for eighty grand. Okay? What? Wow. That's freakishly good. I'm not telling a lie. That was freakishly good. Yeah. But this was typical. Of, let me tell you, inherited wealth is the least appreciated wealth. People <laughs> squander. People squander. I can't yeah. tell you the deals I bought by people that don't do their due diligence. They just throw the asset out the window. And this was one of those cases. So I get a phone call and it was, you know, and I stay in touch with people. I'm always like, hey, everybody knows I'm looking, right? So I get a right. call and uh, hey, uh, Tom, I've got an agent <clears throat> that has a property from New Jersey that wants to sell a property here locally. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's a good sign. <laughs> okay, okay. No. yeah. And he says, well, here's the address. And so, and he said, somebody's already offered him 75000 A family friend has offered him 75000 I go, you know what? I'll just tell you right now. I'll take it. Okay, is what I told him. <laughs> yeah. And then I immediately got on, on Google. I dropped the man on the street. I looked at it. I go, wow. And yeah. I'm like, it's a little bit dumb. Don't get me wrong, but it's fantastic. Sure. I immediately drove there in a half hour. And was just like, call him up, say, okay, man, get the paperwork going. And he said, well, they, he said, no, the family friend offered 75. You got to beat that. I said, okay, I'll give him 80, okay? Right. And so they, he uh, comes back and says, no, they got to have, they want a net 80. I said, no problem. I'll take care of all the expenses, the title. They're going to net 80,000. Anyways, you can bet. I hammered that close as fast as possible. Now, all right, yeah. Here's the, what's cool about this. Now, I, and I'm hanging on to this one for a while because I'm having so much fun with it, to be quite honest. Uh, but that I could flip it tomorrow and make yeah. 200 grand, you know? And so it was a wonderful way to start off showing people. Now, here's another one. So you understand the dynamics. It was the perfect storm. Right. Agent in New Jersey, local agent that didn't really pay attention to it. Some family friend makes an offer and they use that as their basis, right? Right. Not, you know, whatever. And, but these people just want to get rid of it. They don't care. And I, so I accept it, you know what I mean? So I bought it. So 
here's another one. I get a, uh, this is one I just bought really recently. I called the three day deal. They are selling this property. It's on the MLS. They tell everybody we're going to begin like an auction style in two weeks. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I stay in touch and I say, okay, I, let me know when it starts. He calls me on a Sunday. He said, tomorrow morning. I go there in the morning and they go, we're starting the bid at a hundred thousand. The, the, the idea was to get more people to come look at it and, you know, bid it up. Well, so they started at 100,000. They could have started at 200,000, okay? So right. they started at 100,000. And I go, you're starting at 100 grand? And I go, what's the bids? And he goes, well, I've got, he goes, I'll tell you right now. He goes, I've been offered 100 and 110. And I said, look, I'll give you 160,000 right now. Pull the sign. I said, I'm leaving town today, which is what I usually say. I'm leaving yeah. town today. Pull this, pull it, pull it, and I'll buy it. I said, otherwise, I don't even want it. And so, he, he said, well, let me call the owner. I said, I'm going to put it to you in writing. I emailed it to him while I was standing next to him. And he said, I'm going to meet him at noon. And so a couple more people came in and they go, I'll give you 125. I'll give yeah. you 130. Okay. But the, the psychology was I leapfrogged over everybody. Didn't because yep. this would have gone on until five o'clock. I've been after over 200. And so the guy immediately, uh, the, the owner says, hey, you know what? A bird in a hand. Exactly. Okay. And they yeah. took my offer. And by the end of the day, there was three backup offers, okay? Because, but it was done. I already have it signed. So I closed that thing. And I mean, and that's one of them on my, my show. And I could sell it for 260 But like you were talking about, so here's the deal. Like I said, when you buy under market, like you say, people are petrified of that. And to be honest, the values can drop. Right. But if you make your money on the purchase and you flip it, you're totally safe. And if you've got the margin, like you talk about, 20%, 30%, that's your hedge. If you want to speculate, and I'm not much of a speculator, but I don't mind speculating when I've got a 30% margin. So if things start to go down, I sell it. Right. If yep. it stays straight, I might keep it because I'm going to pay half the amount of taxes after one year because it's going to go to long-term capital gains. Right. But they're going up. Maybe I'll even hold it past a year. You know, I've got a house right now that I've actually held. You know, I bought probably 12 houses immediately around my area. Each time I bought it was from one of my kids. I kept thinking of my kids, my kids, you know. But, and I held on to quite a few. I probably got nine or 10 of them left, maybe 10. But I'm selling two this week. And the reason why is the one I paid 105000 for, it's actually ran the full mortgage. I got, oh, $5,000 on it. Right. It's worth four fifty. So, but it only brings in $1,800 or $2,000 a month rent. Well, $2,000 a month rent on $400,000 is a horrible return. You oh, yeah, I mean? yeah. The cap rate just fell on that thing. It probably had a higher cap rate when you first bought it, right? It's like... It, it did. It had a higher cap rate, but this is the problem with houses. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think everybody should own their own home. But the problem with houses are they're very susceptible to ups and downs, mm -hmm. where commercial real estate... It's based on return on investment. It's based exactly. on the, yeah. So it's very stable and the area can improve and the, and the values can go up, but it's very stable. And so that's why, you know, I'll make an exception if like I sold a piece of land, I bought, this is a good for, idea for long-term. I bought a property for 200 grand and I held it for almost 20 years. I sold it for 2.8 million, okay? Actually, this is a good example of, of a fast profit and a slow profit. Right. I bought it for 200,000. And so now it's worth probably 2.8, $3, $3 million. I sold it for 2.8. 
So now I get $2.8 million. I take that 2.8 and I turn it in a 1031 exchange and right. I buy two buildings. Okay, one of those buildings I bought for 2.1 million, which was a fantastic deal. It was worth probably six, 700,000 more than that, for sure. Yeah. And now within two years, because of the fast appreciation of the area that it's in, the sister property, almost identical to it, identical in square footage, really, they're, they're, everybody assumes you own both because they look so much look the same. That sister property just sold for 4.2 million. Oh, wow. And it's right next to <laughs> And so, so, but it's, you think about that. I made about $2 million after taxes and all that other stuff on my $200,000 investment over 20 years. And now I just made another $2 million in just two years. So my problem right now, I don't want to, I don't even want to sell it to be quite honest, just because it brings in, it's bringing in about, uh, well, one building alone I, that I paid 210, I think it's bringing in a, uh, it's bringing in about, 220,000 a year. Nice wow, return, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a nice return. And it, was, it had a 7.5% return with a 30% vacancy. So those are the kind of deals I look for. Um, but there's so many reasons that properties get sold under market and so many things that don't care. I'll tell you a story that, that I have had this beautiful home that was across the street from the home that I lived in at the time. Had, it was like a little horse ranch, three acres, beautiful property. And I kept thinking, ah, I should knock on their door. I should go talk to them, see if they ever want to sell, right? I go on vacation. As I'm pulling back into my home, I look, to my horror, there's a for sale sign on the oh, no. top of across the street. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I gassed it to get in the driveway faster, okay? <laughs> you know, I, call, I like it. <laughs> I call the agent. I still I remember his name. I won't say his name because I was very angry at them. I go... I go, how much is that property? I just got in. I see the guy. He goes, it's already sold. I go, are you kidding me? I go, what was the asking price? He goes, 175000 I go, well, no wonder it's sold. I go, you sold it for half of what it's worth. You know, I was mad because I wanted it, you know. And he goes, yeah. well, this phone call isn't going anywhere. I said, I want to make a backup offer. He goes, I won't take any backup offers. I go, what? I'm going to take one myself. Yeah, that's his duty as an agent to take the offer. So. Oh, yeah. I went straight across the street, and I'm going to see if I can undo this deal or stop mm. it. You know what I mean? I love it. <laughs> so this is what's funny. I go knock on the door, and I'm like, you know, I'm excited, but I'm like, ah, worried. She opens the door, nice lady, and I go, I go, hey, I'm Tom. My man, I feel better. I have an energy smoke. Live across the street. I see the property's up for sale. I just talked to the agent. Told me he sold your property, $175,000. I go, look, I'll give you two twenty-five. I'll give you $50,000 more. I really want to buy your property. And so you think she'd be like, oh, you know, but this is what happened. She burst into tears. Really? She wow. burst into tears. And I go, ah. And she goes, my husband left me. And I just want to get out of this place. I don't even care about money. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, if it falls out, I'm across the street. <laughs> Stuff like that happens. You know what I mean? It just, oh, yeah. And it's all about, I tell people, you got to be relentless, meaning, and not taking no for an answer. I mean, when, yeah. I mean, you take no when, you, when it's gone, okay? Right, and yeah. So many deals that I've gotten, made millions and millions of dollars, and it's all about being relentless. People throw their arms up, oh, you know, like, who's going to call on a for lease sign to see if something's for sale? 
me. That, right. That's me relentless. Who's going to go to a garage sale to see if you can buy the house? That's right. me. You know what I mean? Uh, when you go to, uh, uh, I'll give you an example. I've got this three acre commercial corner. I see it, it's for sale. They're doing a, a, a silent bid. So I go to it and I put in my bid and they said, you're in the top three. And they say, you didn't get it. And then two months later, it's back up for sale again. I go, what happened? They didn't come through. I do a silent bid again. I'm in the top three. Right. Two months later, it's back on the market again. <laughs> and this is a school. This is an elementary school. This is okay. Last time up, third time, I send in my offer and I write them a note and I go, would you please stop taking the highest offer and take the one that's going to close? And I had like no contingencies, no refunds, done, I'll buy it, you know. And they come and say, Tom, you're in the top 10, we read your note, but we're taking another offer. Oh, and I go, God. You, you didn't mean what? They go, Tom, they go, these guys are a group that are buying this for uh, uh, Eckerd's. What's the one, is it Eckerd's, the one that's the competitor to Walgreens? Oh, uh, CVS now. Eckerd, or CVS. maybe, it uh, depends on where you're at, maybe, I guess. Might have been Eckerd or EVS, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah it was a competition to Walgreens. Might even been Walgreens, I think about it. So I'm like, ah, oh. and I told him, I go, you know what? Because listen, when a group is buying a piece of property, buying a piece of property together, I smell blood. Oh, yeah. Because that means one of them have enough money to close the deal by themselves. And they're highly susceptible to falling apart. Exactly. So, so I'm going to keep an eye on you. I call this guy every two weeks or every week. How's it going? How's it going? Well, they're asking for a little bit more time. I go, don't give them more time. They go, no, no, they're putting it together. And so I was in Hawaii laying on the beach. Yeah. I get a phone call. I go, hey, you know, I'm glad. I know the number, of course, immediately. He goes, Tom, he goes, they're stumbling, meaning, because I called him about three days before. He goes, it's supposed to close the day after all. I go, you call me if it doesn't close. Yeah. I said, you let me know what happens. And he said, Tom, this thing's closing. He goes, three <laughs> yeah. days later, they're stumbling. I go, I want that thing. I, he goes, he goes, is this as good as you want to make your, I offered a million fifty. The other guys were at a million two. But I said, yeah, your million two is not going to happen. So I said, no, million fifty. That's what it, I said, but I'll close it right away. So, and then, here, and then I'm violating my own rule a little bit, to be honest. But I get nervous. I call him two hours later and I go, make it a million 75. I added another 25 just to be safe, you know. And that night he said, Tom, it's a deal. Yep. And so I got it. And, you know, fantastic deal. Fantastic deal. Yeah, I'll probably, I'm going to build a, like a thousand school center or maybe a car lot. I don't know what. But right now it's already a. Oh, right now, sorry, I'm playing for a sec. All right now, it, it is making money anyways as a, a rental. It's an it's existing elementary school. Right. So, but that's what it takes. You just have to be relentless. But you have to know that anybody can buy property any age. And, and what's great, what's really great about real estate is you don't have to be young. You right. can be old. And I mean, how much of a difference would making a couple hundred grand mean to somebody that's in their 50s or 60s? you know, that maybe doesn't have a couple hundred grand. You know what I mean? But you got time to look. And, and the same with the younger guys. You know, you can make so much money so fast that it's just, it's mind-boggling. But everybody's afraid. Though you, you take really, it's not, it's math. It's just math. If it's worth a hundred. And you have to, right. you know, be 
have to study city values. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. You guys can see why I like Tom so much, right? He's got the bulldog mentality for sure. I mean, this is, you know, some of the he doesn't believe in the rules that everyone else believes in, which is, is so, so critical. And I, I learned this when I was investing when I, I mean, when I, I in you know, real estate agents don't like me, but when I go to buy a new property, I, I send in 10 lowball offers. I had like ridiculous lowball offers. And, and it's a numbers game because, and they're like, oh, no one's going to take this. But like, you're, it's insulting for me to even present this offer. And I'm like, well, it's your fiduciary duty to present the offer, so you better do it. Uh, and then they do it. And then they're like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I get a phone call. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. They just took your offer. Someone took your offer for half the price it's worth or, you know, or, or you know, 75% of the, of the market value. Uh, from from their list price and it's but but the, the it's it's true you're absolutely right those i i learned that lesson when when i first started doing that and and these deals exist for like you said some, maybe someone inherited some wealth and they don't care or they got a divorce or they're just there it's a, oh one of my one of my best properties rentals i ever got was because the guy didn't know how to manage the rental property and it was just a, it was a headache for him for 10 years and he was just like i just want to get rid of this thing so yeah well, and that's the thing, and you actually bring up a good point, and that's what I tell everybody is, look, there are no rules. There really are no rules. Yeah. And people go, oh, but it's so complicated. Listen, it's no more complicated than buying a car. When you buy a car, what do you have to do to get titled? You go to the DMV, yep. and they transfer it into your name. And that's what a title company is. They're the DMV of, of uh, you know, real estate. It's that, it's that simple. But like you say, there are no rules. And I tell people, you got to trust yourself because like your method, that's not my method. But guess right. what? It works for you. And right. that's what I tell you. You trust yourself. You will develop your own methods and your own personality and the way that you may deal with people. You know, you know I mean, I can be a little intense and, you know, and, and then I got to, hey, you know, calm. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and, yeah. uh, and then I can be calm. But, but that's the thing is people really, they kind of lose sight of, to just trust themselves and just understand it's just like riding a bike you're terrified to do it without the training wheels at first and then all of a sudden you got it it's simple right. you know and that's the, the thing with the real estate you buy one and you get a great deal you're still not convinced that you're going to be able to do it again until you do right. it again and then again and again and again then pretty soon like me believe me i have some painful deals that i've lost that i'm just uh, and i'm a horrible loser because i always feel like i'm the guy that should never let anything get away. So I feel very, I'm hard on myself. Let me put it that way. Um, yeah. But there's creative ways too. Uh, so check this out. I made over a million and a half dollars on a property I never owned. I rented it and then okay. I subletted it out. And the reason it came about and the reason it was such a good deal is I was going to buy this property for a million seven. Yeah. We talked about this before. And the guy, it, it turns out it was a super fun site. There was contaminants in the ground. That didn't bother me. I just care about the square footage of the building. 26,000 square feet. May have made it worth a little bit less, and that's okay. But the bottom line is he ended up agreeing me, agreeing to rent it to me for $3,000 a month until the deal was cleared up with the, the ground. It took seven years, and it still wasn't cleared up. But that allowed me to re-rent the building for 20000 a month while I was paying 3000 a month. And the end result is I was making about 240000 a year for seven years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, 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 that's funny because, again, another one of those cases where, like, you know, the 
where it's an unsell like you could you just figure out a way how to do something with the property it doesn't matter who cares if the ground is quote contaminated it makes it unsellable unsellable but it doesn't make it unrentable <laughs> yeah it really it doesn't diminish the cash flow at, yeah and not at all in fact it in fact it's a it's a it's a double positive because a you got this great cash flow you're going to pay less for it you're also going to pay less tax on it because right. it's going to be at a low rate. Um, well, let's see if I got some notes here too. But you know, there's there's just all kinds of deals. You know, even small pieces of land. I love land. You know, land. It's simple. You know, builders utilize land quite a bit. You'll you'll quickly can assess an area and go, okay, everything's worth about thirty, forty thousand an acre. So if you can get in there and buy it for twenty or fifteen or ten, and flip it for twenty five or thirty, you'll do it quickly. You'll get cash. A lot of times. Owner, owner finance. Mm -hmm. so usually, properties are, are financed by the owners too, which allows you know there's no banks involved. There's no bank involved. So, uh, so that's another reason why. But that's what I do. All my all my videos, I kind of show like a day in the life, and you know, I like we're doing live. I flip it on live. I go through and I, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll walk up to a property and there's two inches of water on the floor, and then I. You know, I start talking to tenants and I share this with, with on my channel. And then, you know, the plumbers will come out and I'll introduce people to what a water jet truck is, which is like a high powered, you know, uh, thing for clearing the drain with high pressure water instead. Uh, you know, everything from roof leaks to stuff like that. I kind of show them the management stuff. But but the most, of course, everybody's interested in making money on deals. And I even tell people flip anything. And, and that's what I call it, flip anything. I've done it with forklifts. I flipped, I bought a fire truck for $10,000 on the internet, sold yeah. it for 30,000 almost immediately. There's all kinds of stuff. Cause I, I went, I tell people if you're not comfortable flipping, you know, if you're, if you're the budget or whatever the mental block is, just start with small items. You know, if you're right. a guy living in New York in a little apartment, you know, do it with something small and valuable. You can, you know, flip it. Uh, and then, you know, graduate to real estate because real estate is the way that will make you the wealthiest, the quickest. Uh, and it's, it's just mind boggling. And, but people are afraid, but really there should be no fears. You know, there really should be no fears. You just got to take time to, to understand it and learn it a little bit. Now, what about the, the, the capital? Because I think a lot, of, a lot of people always say that they, they're, they're afraid they don't have enough capital to, to actually do this in order to to get started with the real estate investment what what would you say like to someone who well, who is maybe i mean how much money do they need would in your well, opinion yeah yeah you don't need i can tell you right now i mean people sometimes come to me and say hey i want to make a lot of money and with nothing down i said look everybody can raise 500 or a thousand bucks if you can't raise raise 500 dollars, you probably just give it up i mean i don't want anybody to give it up but i think everybody can raise 500 bucks you know what right I mean? yeah exactly educating yourself on property and getting the deal and i'll give you a good example so you know in fact remember i asked you the other day when i gave you 10 bucks <laughs> about mentors you know? uh, yeah and I, yeah i was talking about one of my best mentors a guy named john brooks really looked up to him gregarious guy very wealthy very successful and and uh, when he died and this is one of my mentors okay when this guy died i heard about it after the fact i was disappointed that i couldn't be there but he was 60 years old. He just built a $5 million home on Seal Beach, kind of near you. And uh, he dropped out of a heart attack. So I was actually going to the funeral of another friend. 
and I'd run into a painter guy that was a contractor because I was cabinet maker for 10 years. Yeah. And I was talking to him and he said, oh, John Brooks. I said, oh. And he said, Tom, he goes, you wouldn't have believed it. And I was telling him about how John helped me, rented me my first building cheap. And he said, Tom, he goes, there's a thousand of those stories about John Brooks, how he helped guys like me and you, contractors. He said, he goes, you wouldn't have believed it. He goes, at that funeral, he goes, there was over 300 grown men and there wasn't a dry eye in the place. Because wow. Because he was just such a great guy. And so, you know what I mean? That's, that's one of my mentors. That's a guy that I really, really, that's why I wrote Not Authors, you know what I mean? But when I wrote you about your question the other day. Yeah. But, uh, but, 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 uh, but that, oh yeah, so you're back to your question. Okay, John Brooks, and the reason I brought him up, Okay, I'd already bought my building, and I was excited that I have $20,000 equity, back to my beginning story. Well, I'm looking for properties all the time. Well, I find this property that a plumbing company went out of business, and I found the owners, they defaulted, they're heading towards foreclosure, but not quite there yet. So right. I made a deal with them to buy it from them uh, for like $120,000, and it was worth, I think, about two hundred dollars or two twenty. So who do I go to? I go to my old boss. You know, I mean, that's most of us. We have a boss. Somebody has money, right? Somebody has. And so I called John and I go, John, I go, uh, man, I found a great deal. And he owned a bunch of buildings already. And I said, I think it's worth about 200 grand. I said, I'm buying it for 120. You got to be my partner. So he comes over and he looks at it and he goes, man, he goes, <laughs> he goes, Tommy, this is a great deal. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, great. You know, and, and we'll be partners. And I go, well, let's buy it. And he says, he goes, well, the problem is, Tommy, he goes, I don't want a partner. <laughs> so he, goes, he goes, how about I give you 20 grand and I just buy it by myself? And I was like, really? <laughs> you know? And so he gave me 20 grand and he just took the deal. And that was my introduction to assignment, to assigning properties, right. assignments. And so to your question, when you don't have money, if you have the deal, you can assign your position in the contract to somebody else to buy. If you find right. a house for 100,000, you can buy for 70. You will have no problem. If you look a little bit, you can even put an ad in Craigslist saying I've got a $100,000 house for sale, 80 grand. Somebody calls you and you say, well, let me explain. I have the rights to buy it for 70. It's worth right. 100. Give me 10, take my position, okay? Yep. And there's, it's totally safe and you get your money before they take your position. Just make sure the title's clear or, you know, the. That's really on the, the buyer's due diligence to make sure the title's clear. But so I'll go into escrow to buy a property. I'm buying it for under market and, and uh, the title report's clear. And I know I got to close within 30 days, you know, and maybe I'm going to lose my $500 deposit. That's okay. Well, then I go find somebody else. Okay. In fact, I had a house that I could have closed. I was a little tighter on money than I wanted to be. And I thought, ah, I'll flip it. And so, uh, I told the guy, I said, hey, man, I got a house. It's a good deal if you want it. And he gave me 10 grand. I assigned it to him. Well, he never closed it, but it wasn't my fault. He just didn't close it. And I, I, and I was kind of regretting it. I kind of wanted it after I sold it. But I made yeah. 10 grand off him. And so I was okay with it. And then he come back by my house for another reason. I said, hey, what's the deal on that property on Highland? Did you ever sell it? And actually, this is the one that I'm making. Well, this is the one that I paid 105 for that I ended up buying it. I said, what's the deal on that property? He says, he says, ah, we're just going to let it go. I go, man, you're going to lose 10 grand. He goes, yeah, we, yeah, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. I said, I'll tell you what, you can assign it back to me for five. 
<laughs> oh my god! Just it back to me for five grand. Say uh, it for a while. You know what I mean? I was in better shape three months later than I was. Yeah. The day I it to. So so I he said okay sure and so he signed it back to me. I gave him five grand. I closed the deal and now that house is the one that I only owe five thousand dollars on now that I'm probably going to sell for. I may sell for five six hundred thousand. I'm not even sure. It's yeah. A, it's a cool property. Uh, it's uh, if you see on my if somebody looks at it they'd see the hundred and five to five hundred thousand dollar deal that's what I'm about to sell, but that's the kind of stuff that can happen. You know, it's in assigning, and I did a lot of little assignments too. These guys call it wholesaling now. I say, you know, I don't call it wholesaling. Right. Wholesaling, most people means you find the seller and you talk the seller into letting you find the buyer. Or you make a deal to buy it, and then you do the same thing. You assign it. You assign it. Right. Uh, it can be very awkward when you have a property you're buying from a landlord, and you're trying to assign it to somebody else, and they want to come see it. Now you got to show it, and there's a tenant. You know what I mean? It's a little bit yucky. I don't care for it too much, but there's a couple guys that do it pretty well, I guess. But yeah, you know, I much rather just tie it up with a little bit of money. It's obviously worth more. Just to sign it. And I bought several houses without ever walking inside of them. You know, I bought so many houses in a neighborhood that, you know, sometimes you get like the neighborhood watchdogs or the homeowners association. And you usually get some idiot that wants to be the sheriff of the neighborhood. You know what I mean? And pesters people. But anyways, uh, uh, but I've had them throw interference. And so I've had to buy properties quiet, like, Okay, I'll take it. And even the neighbors are like afraid of the neighborhood association. They come to me, they go, Hey, we want to sell it to you, but we don't want to tell anybody. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's so oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Any question you got, man. I'm gonna share anything I can with you. I was gonna say, so I think, you know, I'm I'm just thinking contrasting this with uh, you know, a lot of times I've told people not to flip stuff. And I think perhaps because of the kind of scam artists and con artists out there that like, I think people get this idea in their head of flipping stuff. They think, okay, I'm going to buy this fixer upper. I'm going to put a bunch of work into it. I'll do the work myself and then I'll sell this property and, and, uh, and make a, make a fortune on this thing when the property goes up or they think, or, or there's the whole, you know, make money with no money down guys where they're like, okay, you know, get a deed in lieu of foreclosure, you know, find these foreclosure, pre-foreclosure properties, and then you're you're gonna, you know, convince the, the owner and, and you're gonna like figure out how do you make a profit on that. And and it's like these things are um like a lot of get rich get rich quick people are selling these things in these programs. But but I mean when I contrast it to what you're saying here is you're all about finding the deal, not not trying to find some some weird loophole or some or thinking that you're going to fix up a property because it, the thing is also when you fix up a property you spend all this time and effort and money you don't know how much it's going to cost and you got general contractors and all of this stuff but you're just I mean you're literally just there's there's a deal here and you make the deal happen and you're making the money like that you're not even having to control the property or close on the property and you and you're not trying to you know shake down. Uh, <laughs> people in foreclosure right yeah well and see listen i wouldn't discourage people it, no i believe in flipping big time but okay let's find that i'm not talking about fixer uppers okay right and there's a lot of variables that get in there so like we could find a house that's worth a hundred thousand pay seventy thousand easy to assign it's you know the house is in good shape whoever's going to buy it from you they can get a loan the bank the, the property qualifies for a loan you right. get a fixer upper 
there's no cabinets in the kitchen or something, that property will not qualify for a loan. So if you're going to do a flip on that, then it better be owner financed because that way you have the financing in place. Somebody can assume that loan that you've already got in place. So yeah. you can make margin that way. Uh, but I'll give you, check this out. So I bought one of my tenants. I told her, I said, hey, you ever find a property? Just let me know. And I said, I'll give you a finder's fee. She calls me and said, Tom, the restaurant next door just went up for sale. I went over, tiny little sign, got a hold of the agent, said, I want to talk to the owners right now. And I negotiated the deal. And this is the other thing. I always tell people, you, you, you know, you got to pay attention to your amortization schedules and stuff. Right. So I bought a restaurant for $750,000, prime piece of property, but I got it financed at, I think, 3.5%. Wow. I, I put 50000 down. I had a $700,000 note. It was $2,200 a month payment. You follow what? me? What? Wow. $100,000. But, but I got the, I closed it with the 50 grand. I have $700,000. I just created the most beautiful loan for somebody to, to take over. So then I sold the property for nine hundred or $950,000, let them assume the note. And it was very easy. There was no qualifying, oh, right? I mean, because let me tell you, restaurant people, I mean, I have a lot of, I really appreciate restaurant guys. It's hard <laughs> to make money in that business. Oh, you know, yeah. Everybody. You're surrounded by thieves. But, but it, and I'm not sure if I'm, let me know if I'm not staying on point on your question. But, but yeah, so, so there's the financing aspect. It's a fixer upper. You, like you say, you kind of become a speculator when you do a fixer upper. Right. Because it does take time to fix up. And it does take a lot of money. You might right. get for $10,000 down and spend $40,000 remodeling the kitchen. You know what yep. I mean? And part of the living room. So, uh, but yeah, the, the scammers, yeah, listen, I see guys with seminars. I tell people, you know, and I feel kind of bad, you know, because I'm not a big fan of Fan Merrill's seminars. I don't know Fan Merrill, but he's a real estate guy. But the seminars seem like total shakedowns. I, right. I see I hear about people going in there. And they're, you know, they're kind of made to feel bad if they don't put up 30000 They must not really be serious about trying to make money. And I tell people, look, you can get it all on the web for free. You just need, if you got thirty grand to spend, man, that's your seed capital. That's right. going to create the engine to make you some money. But I feel bad because Stan Merrill liked my, one of my videos the other day. <laughs> I'm like, oh. But, but, that's, but that's, the, that's, that's the hallmark of being honest, right? It's, it's I mean, and authentic is that even even the people, you know, I mean, like, it's like you're going to say the truth, even even if it's it's might hurt a buddy's feelings or something. You know, I mean, it's just because it's the truth. The truth is the truth, right? So there's people that are going to not, you know, like I've got some sponsors on my YouTube channel. And if I didn't like one of their products, I would just say it. And if they say, well, we're pulling a sponsorship, I would have to say, well, you're going to have to pull a sponsorship because I'm not going to, you're going to take my integrity. My integrity doesn't have a price on it. Unfortunately, so. yeah, unfortunately, people are can be corrupted and like i won't name the guy but we were talking about a certain guy that you admire uh -huh. uh, in the state that's big and like i said you know he may have a two or three hundred million dollar empire but how much of that empire does he own does he control did he invest in you know what i mean because it's very easy to gather partners together mm -hmm. and create a lot but how much of it do you own you know what i mean like i tell people my stock's on my shelves i own everything Right. If I do have even a partial partner on anything, they, they, no partner of mine owns more than 30% of the deal. I have 70% of the deal. I have the most to gain. I have the most to lose. And that's their hedge against me making a mistake. You follow right. me? 
because I have the most to win and the most to lose. And I don't mind doing all the work in that type of situation. But for, you know, like you say, you know, we talked about it before, you know, even if you make $150,000 an engineer, you know what, how long is it going to take you to save a million dollars? And what's a million dollars by it? It doesn't exactly. buy you anymore. You know, and I think I'm going to mention, I was down at the comedy store in Manhattan Beach or uh, Hermosa Beach not long ago. And this guy says, ah, oh, man, everything's great. I got, you know, I got my, uh, have my baby come and I just got married. I've got a talk show uh, or a, a comedy gig going, you know, on HBO. And he goes, and I finally bought that million dollar home. And uh, everybody's happy for me. He goes, but I never pictured that million dollar home to be a two bedroom, one bath. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So things change. And, and uh, like I said, you, I, I like not knowing how much money I can make because right. I know it could be far. It's already greater than I could imagine when I was younger, but it could be far greater than it is today than it is. You know, it could just be so much more. And so that's what I don't know. And that's what I enjoy most, you know, is I know I'm going to make money, but sometimes you can make a lot of money or you might find a deal that is like so killer. Yeah. And the, the, the nothing down deals you were talking about, to me, it's impractical. Nobody's going to, you know, that's grandma or grandpa is going to give you the nothing down deal. Okay. Right. Nobody else. I mean, it's not going to happen. A nothing down deal to me is when you find a deal that's so good that somebody will 100% finance it for you. Like that's right. what I did with Lake House. And when you get a reputation of being really good, you won't have any problem getting 100% financing. You say, hey, I'm buying this for 200 grand, it's worth 400. No problem, 200 grand, here, no problem. Right. In fact, and that's what I want. I'd like people to have, I mean, my lifestyle is so good. I mean, most people I realize can't relate to it. Writing checks for college, writing checks for cars, writing checks for homes, buying them outright. And, you know what I mean? I couldn't have imagined that, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Well, right. Yeah, 20 years ago I could because I was doing it then too. <laughs> but <laughs> it just gets better. It just gets better. And and like say, it's, but I don't know, I just try to empower people and, and, and make sure they understand that it's it's about the deal and, and it's about, you know, taking time to learn values. And the easiest ones to learn are the ones in your area. If you're renting a house, you know what you pay rent, find out what they'll sell it for. You see something for sale, you call on it, you call on it after it sells, you find out, you know, that, okay, two bedroom, three baths are selling for 200,000 or 300,000 or condos or whatever. And then, and, and it, so check this out. I have a guy, I met a few people. This is like almost 20 years ago, a friend of mine. He's like, Tom, how do you make so much damn money? And I tell him, I said, man, I go, he was a water meter reader. Okay. I okay. Said, you're a, I said, you're a water meter reader. You go to every single door in the neighborhood. You're going to get an alert when somebody's in trouble before anybody. And he he's so talkative and social. I go talk to people and see if they want to sell. Well, he, almost immediately, he talks to an old lady he'd been talking to for years. And she tells him, you know what? He says, hey, would you ever want to sell? She goes, yes, I do want to sell it. She goes, how about $60,000, $2,000 down, I'll carry the note. And he's like, he doesn't even know if it's a good deal yet. But it's a yeah. fantastic yeah, and he, and he goes, oh man, I go, you got to take it. I said, I'll buy it if you don't. He, he goes into the deal. He buys it, right? This is a yeah. sad story, by the way. Hate to say okay. it. So he buys it. He's never bought a second property in his life. He's never had a rental in his life. So, and the property's worth like 130000 
It's yeah. a great deal. And so he, he's, I go, so I talked to him a couple weeks later. I say, hey, man, how's the property going? I'm excited for him. He goes, oh, man, I, I, I got rid of it. I go, no. You got rid of it? Oh, me? Are you kidding? He said, no. He goes, he goes, you know what? He goes, after we closed, he goes, you know, I pulled up and, and I, you know, she took the curtains and I could see right inside the house. And I started thinking, oh my God, what's going to happen? Is somebody going to vandalize? And he started freaking oh, yeah. himself out. And he said, so I talked to the local realtor and I told him he could have it. He could take over the whole thing if he gave me my money back plus a thousand bucks. No, oh no, no. He gave it away to a freaking realtor. And no. then I told him, I didn't want to make him feel bad. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't even tell this story that I'm telling on your show. I wouldn't yeah. tell it on my own because I'm afraid he might see this on my own. Oh, okay, yeah. But feel bad, you know? And so, but what he did was... Uh, he just, you know, he freaked out. And then he later, I go, oh, man, I go, I wish you'd have told me. I said, you know, I'd have bought it. I'd have given you a little more than that, 10 grand or whatever. I'd have bought it. I'd have bought it with you. And he says, well, it's too late now. And so then he's kind of bitter a few months later. He says he went over and talked to the agent. He said, hey, man, he said, what if I wanted to buy that back from you? And he goes, 180 grand. Oh, and, geez. you know, he wasn't, he didn't feel bad at all. No, he didn't, no. But, you know, and I just said, ah, yeah, well, he's probably asking. I was trying to cheer him up. Ah, oh, it's probably not worth that much. But, I mean, believe me, I was so frustrated to have taken him right. You know what I mean? I took him right to it. And yeah. know, like, in the confidence to buy it. But I don't think I have to watch somebody after the fact. You know what I mean? But it happens. You know? It's that it's that unbelief. I mean, so many people don't. Like, it's it's that limiting belief. Like, most people do not believe that this is possible. They don't and believe. It's fear. It's fear. Yeah. People yeah. are afraid. People are afraid of the unknown. And yeah. it's just such a shame because, you know, you just, you know, you're just sabotaging yourself. Because most of your fears never happen, is my, in my experience. Definitely. Yeah. So I want to take uh, one thing. I want to dissect that restaurant deal real quick because I thought that was an interesting one because you saw this deal go up and then, I mean, you called and how do you know? So, you know, what they're offering on it, how, how, how did you know that that was a good deal or that that was under market? And then, and then you're constructing that deal. I think that's where, I mean, that's, and that's another piece like we talked about with the no money is you made the value. You the value was that you've got such good financing terms that makes it so sellable. So, but, but how did you know, like if someone, because anyone could essentially have done that, right? It didn't require much money for you to actually do that deal in that case. But, sure. but how would, how would someone know? that this is a deal and because i think that's where that's again talking about that fear be like oh, oh if i buy this thing that's seven hundred thousand dollars or I've heard, what's the price was seven seven something 750 750 yeah. uh and i'm even even if i'm only putting fifty thousand down on this uh what, what you know how do i know that i'm not what if it's only worth like six hundred thousand and you know or what if i can't sell this thing how, how do you know like what what gave you the confidence or how would someone know in that case well I got a little bit of advantage. First of all, mm. 6,000 square feet. It's on almost an acre of land, and there's almost not a blade of grass on it. That's a big plus. You try to build 6,000 square feet, you damn near need an acre because you have to have a detention pond and all this other stuff. So I knew immediately that 6,000 square feet, I already own 50,000 square feet of property on that street. Right, okay. I, I can gut the place and turn it into an office and get a $1.50 a foot. 
You follow right. me? Yeah. And the interest rate, because of the interest rate so low, it's almost like I was paying, I don't know, 80 a foot or something, you know, because the interest rate, you know what I mean? Because that's kind of how everything works is people in today's society, it's not how much, it's how much a month can I right. afford the month payment? You know what I mean? And I do that too. And before I forget, you know, I'm, I've got an app that I have done and I'm going to give the app away. And it, it kind of helps with all that sort of stuff. It keeps people organized. Uh, but, uh, but you know, you can see on my deal here, as soon as I have a thousand people sign up for free, I'm going to give away the Android version and then I'm going to give away the iOS version. But it, it also has built into it the amortization schedule. That's why I bring that up. Because what you can do, so back to your question, A, $50,000 down. It's a tiny down payment. A restaurant, they're everywhere. Prime, but this is a prime location. This is a bar and restaurant in a very affluent area, mm -hmm. my area, where I live, okay? Fantastic deal. I mean, I didn't even have to think about it. You just can't get something that good. If you try to put in a, and I own two schools on the street too. You can't, and you have to, have, you can't have a liquor store or a liquor within a thousand feet of a school. Right. I think this one might have already been within that amount, but it was grandfathered in, it existed. And so it was just had too many good things going for it. You know what I mean? But I knew that I could gut it and turn it into an office and get a buck 50 a foot anyway. So I would have, uh, $9,000 a month coming in, okay? And I'm going to have about a $20,000 a year tax bill. So nine times 12, what is that? 108,000, 108,000 minus 20,000 in taxes. I'm going to have $98,000 a year coming in on that. And I'm only paying $2,200 a month. Yeah. That's the mortgage. You follow okay. me? So the yeah. interest rate is key. And I talk about this in some of my other videos. I, I This is from a professor. I bought a... I bought a uh, 24-unit apartment building. I think it was 24 units. 24-unit apartment building. And they wanted 400000 I'd offered them 320000 And we we're getting close. And he says, man, he goes, man, the wife's got to hear. <laughs> the wife's got to hear 400000 Tom. The husband was kind of an advocate for me. He wanted to sell it. Right. And I go, well, how about if I play with the interest rate? And he, and he almost suggested it. And so I adjusted that interest rate down from probably eight, which was at the going rate at the time. Yeah. And I took it down to like three or something. Really? Oh, my God. I this in one of my videos. I explained it. But yeah. in the end, when you looked at the amortization schedule, even yeah. though I was giving him $80,000 more on paper, at the end of the amortization schedule, I saved $80,000. Oh, yeah. All the way. And not only that, check this out. I ended up selling the property yeah 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 this is good this is really good i sell the property for like 150,000 more than i paid for it okay while i'm in escrow they're going to give me cash right and i tell them i go hey i'll tell you what and this is like almost at the table i said rather than have a loan or rather than pay cash for this i have a loan in place a first trustee to you know a first loan mortgage that you can assume, okay, mm -hmm. and I figure it'll save you $50,000. And so I say, how'd you like to assume that for $25,000 more? <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love they it. They took another 25 grand and they took it, okay? Right. That's another thing I'll tell you. 
I bought 140 acres. Um, no, no, 70 acres. I bought 70 acres for 140,000. <clears> and when I bought, I told you about this for I bought it from this old guy and he says, I go, well, what do you think it's worth? He goes, I think it's worth millions, you know? And I, thought right. it was and I said, well, I, I don't know if it's worth millions, but I know it's worth more than that, you know? So I said, and I said, what do you want for it? He goes, I'll, he said, I'll sell it for $140,000. And I go, I go, I'll take it. And so we made a deal. I put 35,000, you know, 20% down or 30% down. I bought it for uh, $140,000. I immediately put it on, uh, on the market for five or 600,000, I don't know what, but I sold it for $520,000 three weeks later. Wow. And I carried a note. So I got like 140,000 down. I had a note for 295,000. The agents got 6%. So they took 30 grand. So I think I ended up having like $90,000 in my hands now, you know, turned my 40 into 90,000. And now I had a note, $2,500 a month coming in for the next 10 years. And what happened on that is, this is an interesting one, is uh, after two years, the guy that bought it from me, he had cross-collateralized and got himself in a mess, starting to be late. And I said, look, just deed it back to me, and I won't foreclose on you. So we did, we did a deed in lieu of foreclosure. I took it back, and then I was going to try to sell it. Well, a month later, he said, Tom, he goes, I think I can sell this place. I think I got it sold. He said, can you give me 20 grand? So he found a buyer for me, I think for, I forget what, uh, maybe $250,000 or, 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 or maybe, maybe $300,000 and, and, uh, or 320 or something like that. So, so I said, okay, that'll work, I think. And so we make the deal and now he's reselling it to me for, uh, or no, I'm sorry, he finds me a buyer and there's still maybe $240,000 owed on the note. Okay. So it's cash deal. It's a cash deal. So I go to the owners that I still, that, that there's a first trustee, $240,000 owed on them. And I said, Hey, we discount this note. If I pay you off early <laughs> and they say, yeah, what do you think? I go, I don't know. How about 60 grand off? They go, how about 40? I go done. So nice. I'm about to get off anyways. So the next week right. I pay them off, I pick up another $40,000 that I wouldn't have otherwise. So, People don't understand, you got to understand the game and understand money. And even like when you, you, you know, I might make, sell property and I might carry a note. You know right. what I mean? Like you buy it, I get my money back that I put down when I bought it. And now I'm whole, but now I have a note bringing in a hundred or 200 a month. Now I might take that note after that note's been paid to me for a year. That's what you call a seasoned note. It's yep. been proven. It's seasoned. It's good. So now that note that say $10,000 if I need money, I might sell that to a note guy and he'll give me $9,000 on it. So now he's got a note that pays 10%, plus he just picked up another 10%. And then he'll sell it to somebody else at full face value and make a thousand bucks too, you know? So, in, in fact, that's what I always thought I was going to do ultimately is I thought that I would just loan money. That was to, get, to, to have enough money that I could live on 5% of my wealth. Now... Times are kind of tough here. People consider a 5% return pretty good, which is terrible. But the only reason people consider a 5% return, a good return on investment is because the volatility of the market. Right. And because interest is like 1% or less than 1%. Less than, yeah, yeah. You do the math on that. You think about this. And I'm not singling out the welfare folks. 
but you get somebody on welfare that's taken in $20,000 a year in benefits, okay? Now compare that to a guy that saved his ass off his whole life. He's got $2 million in the bank. Right. The welfare guy's making more money than the multimillionaire because that $20,000 a year in aid is greater than the interest his $2 million is being paid by Bank of America or these other guys. It's, it's crazy. It's just crazy. But that's perfect. That's perfect for us because it makes the case for owner financing. So you guys that are, are, are afraid, don't be afraid of anything if you're watching this. Because when you go to buy something, if somebody owns it outright, and if they've held it for 20 years, they probably own the property outright. You right. can talk to them and say, look, I want to buy the property. You know, and, it's, and you say, you know, if you don't mind, I don't want to, you know, ask questions that aren't my name in my business. But what are you going to do with the money? Are you going to just put it in the bank? And if they say yes, you go, look, you're not going to even get 1% on your money. Right, exactly. You ask the bank, I'll make payments to you. You know the collateral is good because it's your property. And I'll make payments to you and I'll give you 4% or 3% or whatever you can you know, talk them into that makes sense. I mean, I'll borrow money. I borrow money as a courtesy from friends and family because I know they have money, they can't get anything on the internet. I'll say, hey, you know what? I found a house I want to buy. And now here's a note. This is a nothing down deal for me. I'm, I'm buying one this week. Right. 25 this Friday. And... I don't want to use my cash. It's, you know, I got to start paying property taxes. It's a big, big, at the end of the year, it's a burden for me. You know, hundreds of thousands in property taxes is what I have to pay at, by before December if I'm going to write it off this year. So, uh, and I, you know, I got, got it covered, but I could use a little more money. So I reach out to somebody and I say, hey, you got any money you want to loan? And they know me. They're like, how much you need? I say, I'm buying a house 225. They go, I'll loan you 225. And I'll take it, I'll even take it at 5% because I'm at a level now where, you know, I pay cash for that. If they want to be paid off in four months, I'll pay them off in four months. Exactly. Say, yeah. You know, because when you have hundreds of thousands of square feet of rental, it adds up after a while. Especially, you know, at first, you may not even feel like you have that much money. If you're like me, I pay a lot. You know, I, I like to pay things off, I, you know, or, you know, I can be kind of aggressive. And so sometimes I feel broke, but I'll look and I'll, God dang, I paid $700,000 in principal on real estate this year. <laughs> you know right. What I mean? So yeah. you know, it's, it's a pretty good deal. And, and like I say, you know, time, time seems like it's, it takes forever when you're looking ahead. But when you look back and all of a sudden you're going, you know, 10 years went by, property's almost paid for. If you want to go long term, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But, um, but yeah. Uh, but like I say, I think really the, the thing I would just tell your viewers is, man, it's just like anything. You got to learn it. But really, it's it's very simple. It's it's about making money, and it's but it's really there's you you'll you'll develop your own ways. You'll start to learn numbers. You'll 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 consider interest rates. That stuff will come later. But the basics are buy it under market number one. Buy right. it under market, and now you can afford to hold it. And if it starts to go down, you've got a hedge because a lot of people speculate and they buy what something's worth at the time, and then if it starts going down, oh my God, you're trapped. Oh yeah. You're stuck. You're stuck. You know, I even, you know, I feel really better about the economy right now than ever. I like, I like our president to be quite honest a lot. <laughs> I think he's very good for the country and the economy and the, and the stock markets reflecting that too. And, uh, and, and with my business, I do import export. So I know the unfairness in that part of it too. But what I see is, is I've got, I've, I've got a little bit more faith that the economy is going to get better. 
but I but five years ago I didn't feel so strongly about that. So I was selling off all my land and turning my land into more productive assets or more cash flow producing assets. And so that's what that's kind of what I like to do now is is you know I mean I still want to buy some land here and there and I have some pieces and I'm maybe holding off to develop them so I can develop them with my sons so my sons understand about being a general contractor and a developer in which I've done some of that too but but you know uh, but what I was going to say is uh, it really is just math you know it's it's just if you learn what values are the safest thing to do is you know when you when you when you're when you've got your knowledge and you know it's worth what it's worth and you know you're buying it for 30% under market. I mean, it's a no-brainer. It's not a yeah. risk. It doesn't take balls to steal. <laughs> it takes common sense. It's just common sense. Yeah. No, that yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's I mean, and that's and that's that key. That key is buying it under the market value because then you have options. You could sell it, you could hold on to it and rent it and make money. You can, you know, even if you even if it goes down, you can get out before it goes down too much. You've got that hedge, like you said, if you want to speculate. So you've got all the options. So I, I, I definitely like that approach. Well, we had to find you something to buy in your area, man. Well, I know. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit hesitant in California, though. I, I'm thinking maybe, well, I, I'm, I do a lot of buy and hold, but but I'm open. I mean, you, you're you're the man. I'm, 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 I'm willing to... to uh, you know, trust your judgment on this. You've got a lot well, more experience than I do. So, yeah. Well, if you ever find something, I'm always open. But, uh, you know, like I said, you just, you know, it does take time. You go, you have to search, you have to look. But yeah. Like I said, you know, you just you find it sometimes, and sometimes something will fall in your lap, and other times you work, and it just seems like nothing happens, and then all of a sudden it happens. It's all numbers, you know. I always tell people I kind of relate it to like a ring toss, and it's not like chance that you're going to make a deal, but I mean. You know, you knock on a door, and the answer is no. You knock on a door, you knock on a door, and then all of a sudden it's yes. And like a ring toss, you know, you toss them. They usually don't go over, but once in a while they do. So it's, it's just in the numbers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm probably probably coming up here soon. I'll probably be looking to, to do another deal. So maybe I can – maybe what we can do is is I can uh, get your input on it, get your kind of help on it, and then and then we can maybe document it and, and do a video or something on that. And, yeah. Anytime like I tell people, I got to be careful to be honest because you don't want to document before. I mean, I, sometimes I go, live Oh, yeah, go, Ooh, we're not going live on this one, not until I have it signed, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, but yeah, and, and you know, when, when, and when you see those kind of shows where they're doing it and they're going through, it's like, Look, it ain't a deal, it ain't a deal. This is staged, you know, what exactly. I mean? Yeah, but but uh, but yeah, no, I think that'd be great. And uh, like I say, I'm just such you know, like I say, I'm just such a firm believer, it's hard not to to be excited about it. And, uh, and like I said, if, uh, if you don't mind me plugging my free gift, uh, I'm going to give away the, uh, a free, uh, you know, a free app for iPhone and Android. And, uh, I'm just, uh, uh, Android will be ready first, but it'll help yep. people be organized and it'll, it'll just make it, it'll just it'll be, keep you organized in a way that you can make money. Uh, and it has a couple of built-in things like amortization schedule and some things that are, will be helpful too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so then I guess, uh, you know, if you're, if you're watching this, if you're interested in what Tom says, uh, and I have to tell you guys that, that are listening, he, this is, this is straight up. This is, this is not, you know, there's no, there's no money taking hands, exchanging hands oh. here. 
you know, Tom, Tom is just a great guy sharing his knowledge. Okay. And so, uh, and I want to share that with you guys. That's why he's on the, on the show. Uh, and he has been gracious to, uh, to, to talk to me, you know, to, and, and to, to give me some of his wisdom, you know, his, he, like I said, he's way more experienced than I am. He, he's, he's a person that I look up to and that I have a lot to learn from. So, uh, so you guys too. So, uh, you know, go check out his channel. I'll put a link to it here in the in the description. Also here, uh, the Flip Anything USA, and you can see he, he's doing a lot of videos, a lot of Q and A's, a lot of, you know, you should take advantage of that. And then as far as the app, uh, where, where can they go? What's the best place for them to go to sign up or to get the app when it's ready? Well, right now what I tell people, obviously I've got flipanythingusa.com, uh, but uh, just go to Tom at flipanythingusa.com and just email me, and in the subject line, write iPhone or Android, mm -hmm. and then you'll get it. For sure you'll get it. It'll be free. And that's the other thing. I'm glad you mentioned that, John. And I appreciate you. Believe me, I really appreciate you being receptive and sharing and, and you know, being gracious enough to have me on your show. But, and, I, and I do. I really like what you share. I really do uh, because you exude uh, the confidence, and I think you're enabling people. That's what I mean. People, people are in so much fear. So I really appreciate your channel, and, I, and I've learned quite a bit from the things that you've gone into and talked about, and I appreciate that too. Um, but what was I going to tell you about? Uh, 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 oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't sell seminars. I don't have a book to sell you because right. I meant to say that. I want people to understand my motivation for doing this is very simple. Uh, is I'm trying to leave a guidebook, basically, a, a you know, a video guidebook for my boys and for my girls to follow. My girls are in college, my boys are young. You know, they, they're learning from me just by osmosis. I take them everywhere, they see me deal with people. But I, I so I like people that share their dilemmas and their, their questions and their problems. And, and I, uh, because I like helping figure that out because this will ultimately serve my own kids, you know? But yep. yeah, but I'm not trying to sell anything. I don't do any paid mentoring. Not that I have anything against it, I just don't do it. I don't have to do it. I don't want to do it. Uh, you know, and, and even you'll see when you watch my channel, you're going to see a lot of raw live stuff. I put it on my, in my car and I talk yeah. while I'm driving, uh, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I'm not super slick productions, very raw, but I guarantee it. I, I don't turn that camera on unless there's something to share. And it's just like, you know, we talk about, you open up a, a book and you read through it. There might be one paragraph in that book that's worth a million bucks. You know exactly. what I mean? because of, of what it does for you and motivates you and gets you going. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think that covers it for me, but I'm, unless, I don't know if you have anybody got a question, I'll take any question if there's something else. I, I think that's good. Yeah. I think that I appreciate you taking the time, especially being so generous with your time. And, uh, you know, I'm sure once the interview goes live, we'll have some questions and stuff and maybe we can, we can do a second one if we've got some questions that we can, uh, you know, and, uh, and you can answer them if you're, if you're willing to do that. But, uh, but yeah, this is great. I, I, I appreciate you, you taking the time. I, you got me thinking a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm now, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling eager to do some deals now, to be honest with you. Uh, some bigger deals that be thinking bigger than what I've been thinking in the past. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could walk you out from here with this phone. I could walk you out and you'll see a huge factory that I own. Yeah. Millions of dollars of equipment. Okay. It's still as big as in, 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 in this, this company is. And I'm talking about person. It still doesn't compare to the money I make as a one man show investor. And you know what wow. I mean? Yeah. That's powerful. That's powerful. And, uh, and you know, remember we talked about the other day you asked, 
I was talking about a contract for deed, right? Uh-huh. You know, that's something most people don't think about. There's little things like that that, that you know, uh, people don't realize. And that kind of goes to how does somebody buy without credit? And that is sometimes you can make a deal because, like I said, there is no rules. And I don't want to have to go back into it again if you don't want to. But you can do a contract for deed. This is something me and John were talking about in an earlier phone call. And that is you can buy a property. And let's say you don't have the money or you're going to have the money. Like I'll give you a perfect example. I got a property I'm buying. I have to pay cash for it next week. You don't really want to because I have another property I'm selling. But not everybody wants to wants their sale to be contingent on your other sale. Right. But a, a remedy to that is, let's say I want to do a 1031 and I, I have this money here that I want to use to buy something, but the problem is the order. I have to buy this first. Right. So I can't put this cash into it. But if I make a deal with this person and I give them $20,000 deposit or whatever, 20 or 10, or it doesn't matter, $1,000, and I say, look, I'm going to pay you the difference of as if I bought, bought it from you cash. I'm going to pay you the interest that you would make on this. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a contract for deed, meaning I'm not going to buy it from you today, but I'm going to write a contract that says I'm going to buy it from you in six months. But until then, I'm going to basically lease the property from you. And maybe I'll even pay the property taxes and the insurance because I want to keep you whole. Just as if I own it, I'm going to, my, my expenses are the same as if I own it. Now, this property sells yep. six months down the road. I've got the cash. Now I can do a 1031 and I can roll that into this purchase here. Yep. And now I have to pay, you know, the taxes. There's just things like that you can do. Or, you know, maybe you do the contract for deed because, you know, you're going to flip it, <laughs> you know, whatever, you know, something like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's and and just for for those that are listening that don't know what a ten thirty one exchange is, it's a it's a tax deferred exchange. So in that case, if you buy a property and you sell a property, you make a profit on it. You pay capital gains taxes on that, or you know. And so if you actually you can defer those taxes if you roll it into another. You have to buy a property, or you have to buy an accumulation of properties that's bigger. You you have more financing essentially is, is the requirement you know the basics of it and so right. the idea is that later on yeah yeah, yeah. So, so and you can roll exchange forever and just never ever pay the taxes you you just defer them forever uh, if yeah, I don't know if it's forever but <laughs> you might die before they're due I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's all, you know what I mean. So if especially if it's a buy and hold or you know you yeah so. But uh, all right. So, well, thank you, Tom. Again, I appreciate the, the, the time and, uh, and, and yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks, John. Anytime, man. I appreciate it, too. Okay. Take care. All right. Thanks. Hey, what's up? John here. Just wanted to make sure you aren't missing out. Only about half the content I put out is on this podcast. This podcast is created mostly from the audio from the YouTube videos I put out daily. When you get a chance, head on over to youtube.com forward slash simple programmer and click the subscribe button to get access to two to three new videos every day. Even if you prefer the audio format, make sure you subscribe at youtube.com forward slash simple programmer so you can check out what you might be missing.